Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! You didn't warn me. Usually you say I'm about to press the record button. <laughs> I thought you'd Luckily, hear that lady right. talking. <laughs> oh, I, well, I did. <laughs> cool. Yeah, but you, you know, that it, it puts a big pop-up in front of your face when she says, you know, now recording. So then I have to go with my mouse and her. But oh. Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm here. Hey, hi. Man, it's good to see you. It's been a while since we've podcasted. Uh, you can tell I'm a little rusty. Jeez. We had a little, well, you, you know, you're out west, you know, enjoying the western part of America. I was. And uh, if uh, if you're not doing it, um, you can go to my blog and read a fascinating story about a customer experience I had at two tire center locations uh, when I got two different flat tires on two different weeks. Uh, but I had a great experience uh, buying new tires out west in, in uh, Colorado, as a matter of fact. So uh, you can check out the blog for that, hipsocket.net. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's always terrifying when you're a thousand miles away from home and have to depend on some sort of service provider. It it was tough. It was it was uh, it, we were we were a little stressed for a while there. But it, yeah, great, great, uh, great service. Oh, fantastic. Anyway. Yeah. Always glad to hear that. Yeah. Because, yeah, anytime you're away from home and your usual support network. Uh, yeah. You yeah. always imagine the worst. Speaking of away from home, I'll just go ahead and acknowledge that uh, I have mood lighting tonight because I am in a hotel room, and uh, I know it looks a little intimate, uh, like Mike and I are at a dinner uh, by candlelight, but um, I'm sorry, best I could do tonight. Just a just a wild week all around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we made a commitment that we would not let our, our hiatus you know, <laughs> stop the whole process because right. there's always that danger of once you get out of a habit. Uh, you can lose it. So the yep. same, yeah. I'm in a in a a nice hotel in Atlanta. So uh, happy to be here as well. So good stuff. Beautiful. So today we're diving into. We've been talking about various podcasts. We've been talking about asking questions. Uh, you know, when you're when you're coaching, inquiring, you're trying to solve problems. Uh, that nothing beats great questions. And so we've talked about all sorts of different kinds of questions. Uh, but the one thing that we haven't talked about is is how to ask the questions. And right. there are some specific things that you can do and specific things you shouldn't do that, to make your questions more effective. 100%. And uh, we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, we're, we're stealing uh, liberally, or we, as we learned to call early on in our career, Mike, harvesting yes uh, harvesting. we're harvesting from michael bungay stanier's books uh which are phenomenal um the advice trap and uh the coaching habit and uh we we've covered the coaching habit in a previous uh episode i believe to some degree um and i'll repeat to you what i uh said uh probably then which is you know i went through uh a lot of training uh paid a lot of money, uh, went through a lot of coaching hours, logged uh, mentoring hours, uh, recorded sessions with people, uh, did you know role playing in front of others, did live coaching in front of others, and uh, learned all these techniques. 
And then I read The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungay Stanier and was like, huh, well, uh, they uh, they kind of could have summed it all up in this little book here. I mean, it's just, it's a great book. It's just a phenomenal book. And, and the, the the advice trap's the same way. I think you, you're you a big fan of the advice trap. Oh, definitely. Yeah, both books, uh, absolutely phenomenal. Super simple, very basic. Yep. You know, yep. just no matter what your skill level is, yeah, you could pull something away from them. So uh, yeah, this, uh, this list, the eight ways to ask a question well comes from the advice trap. Uh, yep. So in the coaching habit, he introduces us to the seven great coaching questions, and we've covered those on previous podcasts. And then in the advice traps, he, he, you know, he figured out, you know, as people were doing these things, that there were some fairly common things that they were doing that were making their questions less effective. And uh, right. so he he created this list. And so uh, we'll just dive into it. So eight ways. Well, to ask- and, I, and I gotta say, let, let me just add. A lot of these show up in the coaching habit, and he basically just doubles down and says, "No, really," and pulls them out as a list in uh, the the advice trap. So it's just, it's just that's how good these are. He basically put them in both books because they're they're just so. I mean, when you hear these uh, listeners, both of you, I think you'll really agree that it's going to sound like, "Well, yeah, duh, you should do that." But it, these are hard little habits to develop and and uh they will really make your coaching more effective so all right i'm sorry oh no perfectly said yeah and and yeah if it shows up in two uh, successive books then yeah there's probably (laughs) there's probably something going on here (laughs) yeah so uh the first one uh, on his list is is ask one question at a time so, yeah. so what is it about asking more than one question at a time that's painful? What is it about asking more than one question that might be confusing to somebody? And what is it about asking more than one question <laughs> stop uh, that it, might stop cause it, people Mike. to what? What? <laughs> I, I'm helping you. I'm, I'm I'm giving you multiple questions so you can pick the one you want to answer. All right. What a great thank coach you for that illustration. Uh, yeah, what a lovely illustration. I'm a giver. Yeah, you know. And and, yeah. and I say that because I truly believe that I'm guilty of this one, right? We call it, you know, I, mean, I think in the coaching parlance, they call it question stacking. So you're yep. stacking questions. And so I would do that. I would ask two questions. And my goal was to allow you to have the freedom to pick the one you want to answer. And then, yep. you know, I read this and I thought about it and I, I reexamined, you know, some of my previous coaching interactions. And I was like, that's probably not the best way to do this. Yeah. And, and I, I'm guilty of it in two ways. Uh, sometimes I sort of think of multiple different avenues I want to pursue and I'll, and I'll stack, you know, different thought processes, which is really asking somebody to shift gears. But more often than not, what I do is I sort of edit myself as I hear it. And I think of a better way to ask the question. And so I, edit it down and then I edit it again. And you'll hear me on this podcast, you know, sort of restart a sentence three times. I this is just something that I've have done for a long time. It's a terrible habit when you're asking a question. The the advice I was given in my uh coaching certification was ask the question, even if it's mediocre in your asking, ask it and and just let it be because it's going to get you somewhere. 
and you can always follow that up with something else but you know let that thing sit there and and let them wrestle with that question before you move on to something else oh yeah and the beauty of it is this is a this is a coaching conversation this is a discussion so if that question doesn't work you can ask the next question that's right. right just because that one doesn't work you're like well that coaching didn't go well, <laughs> you know, and just, you know, leave the seat. No, no, this was, this was the first question. I'm going to ask right. the second question. If it doesn't land, I'll ask the third question. Uh, but right. let each question, you know, have its, have its place in the spotlight. Let it, let it marinate. Let's see if it gets traction. So, yep, yeah, that's exactly it. Pick a question, ask it, give it some space. Uh, in fact, next, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's beautifully setting up the second uh, item here because ask the question. Don't have a 30-minute preamble that explains why you're about to ask the question. Just ask the question. Um, and uh, I think I's and S's are especially guilty of not cutting the intro and just asking the question because I's and S's, and I'm IS in the disc uh uh, scheme for uh, communication styles. I really am thinking about other people a lot. And I would really like you to understand where I'm coming from and have some approval from you of the question I'm about to ask. But you know, that really can dilute the effectiveness, the power of that question. So just ask the question, cut the intro and just ask the question. Oh, yeah. Well, I think you're right. We're, the I's and the S's and people from the Midwest. <laughs> right. anybody with good manners We're, yeah good good midwestern manners folks are going to ask about your weekend going to ask about your mom and them right we're going to have to talk about all this stuff before we can get to the serious talking and right and that's fine if it's a, if that's if it's just a casual you know informal kind of thing but if if it's a a serious coaching conversation and one of the things that that the michael bungay stainer you know, points out is a lot of times the problem with the intro to the question is it's all about you and not yeah. about the person being coached. So, you know, I was thinking about this for the last three days and I was yep. looking at some data and I was nice. just noticing and I, 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 you know, yep. the other person doesn't care, right? Yeah. They're, they're like, yep. well, when do you get to the part where we talk about me? So, yep. So yep. yeah, the intro tends to be focused on the wrong person uh, and yeah. it's not necessary. And, and you made a good point, right? It dilutes uh, the power of the conversation we're about to have. Well, and, and God forbid that you uh, supply something in that intro that gets them thinking down a track that is not how they would have answered the question. Mm -hmm. And now you've colored their thoughts and, and uh, taken them off the, the track that they really wanted to be on for what they were trying to achieve in that conversation so yeah it's just just it's just bad just ask the question i'm yeah, preaching cut, to myself right now. cut the intro ask the question the right. uh the next one uh, should you ask a rhetorical question <laughs> and uh do uh does spock beam up do ants right. farm is a frog's butt watertight <laughs> so all these seem like seem like fun questions what's the problem with a rhetorical question <laughs> Well, it, it, wait a minute. Was that a real question just now that you just asked? I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'll tell you, um, I, I don't know that uh, Michael talks about it in this way, but 
I, I'm not sure it adds much value, right? It's it's not really causing me to think. It's more of a, an assumption than something that's making me as as the person being asked the question have to do some some wrestling with that question. I think that's my my problem with it. Um, what would you add? Well, I, uh, to me, I, I think it also lends itself to sarcasm. And we've talked yeah. about sarcasm. So a lot of times the rhetorical question is just sarcasm disguised. Mm. Uh, you know, when the when the boss is upset and wants to talk to you and says, hey, do you have a minute? Right. Well, you're the you're the boss. You signed my check. You know, I have I, to come I, with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just Yeah. I've got to have a minute. Right. You're the man. So, right. you know, things like that, you know, uh, the, the scene from a league of their own that we always use, uh, right. Yeah. You, you know, where the coach asks the player, excuse me, can you tell me which <laughs> team you play for? <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, I'm a you know, peach blam, right. Will Smith upside the head, uh, you know, just, yeah. The rhetorical <laughs> question sets up the smackdown. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's, it, a, it's the flourish. Uh, yeah yeah it's the flourish right i'm gonna set you up knock you down and so and then that you run into the confusion problem of when you do ask a real question now you've yeah. confused them right is this another one of your rhetorical sarcasm. questions sarcasm right. or is this like i just did with you yeah, yeah is this still something you really want me to ponder and seriously answer right you, right you know. so yeah, something to think about. All right, you already know the answer. The answer's projected. Skip it, move to a, a great question, yeah. which brings us perfectly to number four, which is stick to right. questions starting with the word what. That's and, right. And so, and we've talked about this with with the people that we coach. And, and we'll, you know, we'll say what we really want to avoid here is the why question. And, right. and people will look at you and go, huh wonder what's wrong with that and then so we usually give them this piece of homework go yeah, home tonight go. uh you know allow your significant other to set a plate of food that they prepared before you and all you want to do is point at it and go why'd you make that for supper right <laughs> just let us know from the hospital bed uh you know how that how that turned out it, it if a simpler one you right, doesn't require as much setup just let the significant person in your life walk into the room and say why'd you wear that today right right yeah right. and so and it's interesting as soon as you give those examples the audience all go oh yeah yeah that's yeah that's bad yeah it, that's, it causes somebody to put up their dukes uh, yeah it's, it's just probably starts, not the question you want yeah it starts a fight but a good what question all right. So, so what is it about this that's important to you? So, so what is it you were hoping to to achieve uh, with this line of questioning? What is you know, yeah. And what gets in the way of you accomplishing this? Exactly. So, and you can ask. Just so we're clear, you can ask bad what questions. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What the hell were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> It started with what, you know, what's wrong with you? What's your problem? Yeah, what's your problem? You know, so so don't get me wrong. You can mess up a what question, but your odds of success immensely higher than, than starting with a why or, you know, how or. Yeah, and, and we're not saying that other questions can't have real value. You know, if, if you are in that doctor's bed, 
Um, or if you're in a service drive, you know, you're going to have a professional probably say to you something like, when did you start hearing the noise? Uh, you know, uh, uh, at, uh, you know, uh, uh, when, when, um, uh, when did you start feeling that pain? Um, you know, is it this time of day better for you or that time of day better for you? You know, there are lots of diagnostic questions that are great, et cetera, et cetera, but that's not coaching, right? Coaching is about exploring as much as you can. So somebody can really think through something and get some new awareness and take action. What questions are open into they open all that up for your uh, person that you're coaching to really explore and get some insight oh yeah and this is one that i constantly work on i'll catch myself you know i'll start with a why i'm like okay and then i'll stop and then I, and there's always a way to turn it into a what question yes uh, and, and so yes. this is something yeah you just practice you just work on the why questions will sneak out every now and then uh but if sure. you keep working on it you'll you'll get better and better at it yeah yeah great way to put it so now we kind of shift gears, uh, five, six, and seven. Uh, five is get comfortable with silence. So and well done. I, and I like the way he puts this. Well, I think one of the ways he says it at some point, and I just love this phrase, is be generous with your silence. Mm -hmm. Silence mm -hmm. is a gift that you give to someone. Yeah. And I yeah. never thought of it like that. I was like, ah, that, you know, instead of like, it's like, ask the question and shut up. Well, that seems like, you know, just harsh and wrong, but, but <laughs> ask a question and then be generous with your silence. That's, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It makes me at least want to do that. <laughs> so the, 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 the shutting up part, I appreciate, though, because one of the things that uh, has to happen here is breaking a habit. Um, one of my coaching uh, instructors said uh, the most powerful uh, organ that a coach can have is a singed tongue. You know, something that just stops you from talking, even when you want to talk, you just can't talk. So I, I appreciate that this will be a challenge for people to get comfortable with, with silence and be generous with that silence. But you're 100% right. Uh, sometimes this coaching conversation will be the one time that they get to think that week. You know, it's, it's the one opportunity. And if you're talking, they're not thinking. Now, if they're talking, they're thinking, sure. But if nobody's talking, they're still thinking. So that's why the gift of silence is so important because you are giving them space to think that they have probably not had uh, in the rest of their, at least their work week. It's oh, a powerful yeah. gift. Well, and I kind of discovered the power of this accidentally. So uh, most of my coaching interactions, I take notes with a pen and a paper. And at yeah. some point, if we get comfortable enough with somebody, we've coached for a while, I'll ask, hey, you know, because I always send a recap, you know, uh, you know, via email. And I'll say, hey, would you mind if I take notes on the computer? And they'll, mm -hmm. oh, I've never had anybody say no. Yeah, that'd be fine. And so I'd ask sure. a question, they'd answer, and then I'd start to type. Well, there's this really weird thing that I can't do, which is I can't talk and type at the same time. I can barely oh, type. That's fun for you. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have to, I'm, I, I'm being quiet and I'm typing their response. And while I'm typing, all of a sudden, they talk more. 
they talk more yeah yeah and all of a sudden you're typing and all of a sudden you're like whoa i'm getting the real meaty stuff now yeah <laughs> and, and it yeah. was it was an accidental discovery that that when i forced myself to be quiet because i was trying to capture what was just said i got even better stuff I, so, I'm, good. that's that's super powerful and i and i uh one of the things that has happened to me a lot, because a lot of my coaching I'll, I'll do over the phone, I can't see what they're doing, right? And so I'll, I'll uh, hear this big pause. And then at some point, they'll actually say, sorry, hold on. And, uh, and I still don't really know what's going on. But I've learned that what that is, is I need to take a note. This is important for me. I just figured something out. And so they want to pause right there in the middle of the conversation and make sure they captured that insight they just had. That is really fun for a coach. That, that is going to make you feel really good when you've been silent long enough that they go do something with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, they'll, 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 they'll be that long silence and they'll, they'll, they'll come on and they'll, they'll give you that. They'll be like, sorry, I, I, I was making a note. Right. It's like, <laughs> Exactly. Cool. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Take as much time as you need. If something's resonating and it's landing enough, do you want to capture it in written format? Then we're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. That's right. That's right. right. uh, Number six makes no sense to me at all. It says, uh, actually listen Mm. to the answer. Let's see. What does it make sense about that, Mike? Well, it just seems unnecessary. I already know what they're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard the first half, and now <laughs> I'm gearing up, right? I'm ramping up a pithy yeah. reply. I got yeah. another what question loaded in the chamber, <laughs> right? Yep. And if they'll just stop talking long enough, I'll fire this <laughs> piece of brilliance over at them, <laughs> you know? <sighs> Yeah, we've all not, been there. not good yeah yeah and and i think um again this is another part of that gift right silence is a gift and being heard is a gift a mm-hmm. lot of people go through their work week not feeling heard so to actually listen to the answer and really give somebody your attention there um and and it's i think this is on two fronts i i, I don't know this is exactly where the advice trap lands with this but on the one hand, it's, you know, it's like, how do you know you've been heard, right? Um, I'm giving you eye contact, you know, you have my full attention. Um, I'm, I'm not multitasking. Um, but on the other front, it's, it's, you know, like internally, I am truly listening to what's being said and what's not being said, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm listening, knowing the context of your situation and realizing uh, that, you uh, you uh, maybe uh, said that in a way that I didn't expect. You know, you said it with a kind of a, a lethargic tone to your voice. And boy, I thought you'd be more excited about that. You know, that's what I'm saying in my head. And so I'm listening to hear that. By the way, Mike, um, you know, I just uh, got my professional uh, uh, professional certified coach certification, PCC, with the International Coach Federation. And you were nice enough to do a uh, recording with me. And that was the feedback. I got positive and negative feedback. And the negative feedback I got on your session was um, some of your listening was superficial because he gave you some answers where you weren't listening to what he wasn't saying. (laughs) 
And I can't wait to go back through this recording with you to go over this. So there's there's new levels to to learn in all of this. And in, in coaching, they talk about level one, level two, level three listing. When you get to level three, it's you're listening to what's not there. You're listening mm. to what they didn't say and how that's going to affect maybe what you respond with eventually. Well, and the amount of concentration it would take to do that, to yeah, not only sweat. listen to what's being said, but I, you got to concentrate so hard to listen yeah. to you for what's what's missing. You will be tired. Yeah, yeah. That that you know, figuring out what's in the void uh, would yeah. be a, you know would just be a, is a ton of work. And one of the, you know, I've always been a fan of uh, you know uh, don't don't listen to respond, listen to understand. Mm-hmm. And you're, you can, you'll, your response, you can craft it. If there's a pause between your next question or your, how you clarify what was just said or paraphrase it, whatever it might be, it's right. okay if there's a pause there while you process what was just said instead of trying to craft an answer in the moment that you're also trying to listen because you're not. With more silence, that. just yeah. more silence, right? Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. All right, so number seven, this one is, uh, this has been a game changer since I've reached middle age. Uh, acknowledge mm. the answers you get. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, unless I'm going to live to be 120, I'm on the downhill side of my life, right? I'm yep. stealing air. I don't have yep. much time left. And so <laughs> right. because of that, I only want to talk to certain people in my life. And if I'm talking to you and I, I tell you a, a miraculously amazing story and you acknowledge it in no way, shape or form and just launch into your own story that may or may not even be closely related to the one I just shared, I can't talk to you anymore. We're done. It's, it's over. I will, I will, if it's possible, I will cut you out of my life. And... <laughs> And you know me, I'm a nice guy. I give everybody the benefit yeah. of the doubt, but I've suddenly reached this point in my life that no, I'm not doing that anymore. Those uh, people this... are not worthy of my time and attention. <laughs> it's the, it's the, uh, this has nothing to do with our podcast, but I'm just going to tell you when you told me this last year, I was flabbergasted because you're such a nice guy. What do you mean you're going to cut people out? I just, but yeah, I, your, your point is well taken. And um, with, with coaching, you know, again, this is a way people feel heard, feel heard, right? That, that you're acknowledging their answer. Um, but it's actually a, a little bit of a tool because some people need to hear that answer repeated back to them. Um, I, I've been coaching sessions. I have said, uh, hear what you said. And then I'll repeat word for word notes that I'm taking of things that they've said. I once had a lady burst into really happy tears when I read back to her all the resources that she had told me. We had brainstormed resources for a situation she had. And, um, and you know, it, it was sort of a struggle. And then all of a sudden I said, uh, let, me, let me repeat back what she said. And I, I repeated all these riches of resources that she had at her disposal. I didn't think it was that significant but she had not heard it yet, right? So me acknowledging what she had said, she was now hearing it. And she burst into these happy tears. And that was basically like, okay, problem solved. I'm ready to move on. Thank you for the session. It's been wonderful. And um, it's also a trick, by the way, because sometimes we just need more time to figure out what it is that we're understanding here and, and 
what is our next line of inquiry going to be? So repeating back what you think you heard him say buys you some more time to do some thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll see people in debates and things like that. That's a common tool is they'll repeat back the last sentence while they're you know trying to formulate their their reply. <laughs> right. And right. So, yeah, whether it's whether it's just common human decency or it's a, just an amazing you know thing to do to 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 make your coaching stronger. Yeah, just yeah. acknowledge what's been said, and, and yeah, maybe they won't all cry like the lady you're talking to, but 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 there will be an emotional reaction to that, and you're bound to get more and better discussions moving forward. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. All right, now there is a number eight here, and I'm going to confess that I don't remember what this means. I told you this before we started, and and you didn't spoil it for me. So now I'm going to ask you. It says, uh, number eight, use any and every channel to ask a question. What do we mean by that? Well, I think here what we're talking about is moving into the 21st century. So Michael Bungay-Stainer mm -hmm. talks about, yeah, all right, we're, we can ask questions face-to-face. -face. We can have a conversation via FaceTime uh, or Zoom, yeah. right? So it might be a virtual coaching conversation. I might pose a question on Basecamp or Slack or WhatsApp or, or that type of thing. Uh, I may send out a, a, a question via email or text. Mm -hmm. uh, I may go old school analog and I may put a whiteboard up in the employee break room and I'm going to ask a question mm -hmm. uh, on that and allow people to write in underneath and tell them we'll meet and talk about it, you know, at the end of the week. Uh, so he's mm -hmm. just saying, all right, you've got all these tools at your disposal now. And so don't, yeah. don't, don't hesitate to figure out, okay, what is the, what is the best tool for this particular audience or for this particular person? Uh, if we're going to have a, 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 a coaching conversation or a discussion, yeah, I can, I can prime it, you know, get the, get the thoughts, you know, even underway before we even, you know, discuss it via, via the virtual or the, the physical realm. Got it. Got it. That, that's, that's fair. And, um, you know, I, I think uh, it's it's no surprise that, you know, when you lose body language and tone of voice, you're losing a big part of how communication occurs. Mm -hmm. So it's using those channels, like you said, appropriately. You know, when, when would that really advance the ball down the field, uh, maybe allow uh, some coaching conversation to continue after it's over, after a session is over, so to speak, and uh, keep the momentum going. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we do have a lot of, uh, an embarrassment of channels in our, in our path at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some amazing tools. And, and, and for some people, they like the advance notice. They like knowing the mm -hmm. question ahead of time. We've talked about yeah. this with our respect-based performance coaching that, yep. yeah, yeah. Here's the question. Here's, here's the topic. Here's the question I'm going to ask you when we get together in a couple of days. And some yep. people will not give it another thought until you sit down in front of them and then they'll think it through while they're talking. And other people will show up with a very well-reasoned, well-thought-out uh, oh, yeah. you know, answer to, to the question. And, 100%. and you're jump-started the, the whole conversation and now you're leaping ahead. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. Well, it's a heck of a list. Um, Eight lovely uh, items. Should we should we recap these? Maybe um, we certainly can. Number one, ask one question at a time. Number two, cut the intro and ask the question. 
Number three, should you ask rhetorical questions? Uh, number four, stick to questions starting with what? Number five, get comfortable with silence. Number six, actually listen to the answer. Number seven, acknowledge the answers that you get. And number eight, use any and every channel to ask a question. Beautiful. Um, again, I, I think that uh, the genius of uh, of uh, MBS, which is how I like to refer to Michael Bungay Stanier. Yeah, because you guys are uh, so tight. We're tight. Uh, his genius is that every little one of his nuggets is a habit, right? Every one of these things is something that would take time to develop a, a real practice and habit and, and make it uh, uh, something that you always do kind of in muscle memory. So I think I would suggest to anybody who's turned on by this list to pick one, start there and see where you go with it. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I facilitate this, I ask people, put a star by the ones that you think you do really well. Right. Okay. I'm a great listener and I do that really well. Yeah. And then circle, circle one or two that you think are your opportunities. These are ones that I tend to struggle with. And then let's take the one or two. We'll distill it down to one and just go work on that one for the next three months. Yeah. And I think that's very, very once good. You get idea. that one down. Yeah. Then we'll, we'll go to your, your next highest one. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, like we do with our respect-based coaching, yeah, there's stuff on here that you're probably doing pretty well. Let's acknowledge that, talk about it, and then we'll talk about the ones where there's opportunity for, for growth and improvement. Yeah, perfect. Uh, as we wrap up, Mike, I guess we could sort of preview what's coming soon uh, because uh, our Crucial Conversations uh, series has become uh, quite popular on, on the interwebs in our, um, in our small measurements that that uh, we use for this little humble podcast. Uh, so we've got a follow-up uh, that's kind of fun uh, for folks who want to dive into uh, some of these arguments and stories that you're thinking through and how logical they are. So stay tuned for uh, a series coming on that that we think you'll enjoy. And um, I think with that, I have nothing else to add, Mike. Anything for you? No, no, great tease. Uh, the the common fallacies thing that we're going to cover. I thought that was hysterical, and I'm guilty, and I've fallen into some of these traps. So I think everybody's oh, yeah. going to going to oh, get a big kick out of that, and maybe even our announcer would enjoy it. <laughs> no, 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 probably not. <laughs> oh, he likes calling people on fallacies. I can tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah, he'll catch you, Benny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let him have the last word here. All right. And that's a wrap. It doesn't take a genius. The blog dedicated to reducing the irreducible. Next time, prime numbers. What makes them so special? Join us then. And thanks for listening. That's good enough.